Bloomberg Radio. From Largo to Seminole, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. Good morning. It is AM Tampa Bay. On Friday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week, our Fatwa on Nation Seer with Jack Harris and Katie Bacino and James Berlander. And our number here is 800-969-9352 if there's something you'd like to comment on. And you can text us at 82945 and just begin your text with the call letters WFLA. Well, as you heard in the news here, the uh, Justice Department is asking a court to unseal the warrant that the FBI got before searching uh, Mar-a-Lago, former President Donald Trump's place. That came from Attorney General Merrick Garland yesterday, uh, and he acknowledged the extraordinary public interest in the case. And I'm certain that the FBI didn't expect this kind of attention to be paid to it. And the request, they say, was striking because such documents traditionally remain sealed during a pending investigation. But the Justice Department appeared to recognize that its silence since the search had created a vacuum for uh, all kinds of attacks, and Garland felt it wise to respond to the widespread demands for details about what led to this extraordinary FBI action. So, um, and by the way, the public's, well, I quote here now, the public's clear and powerful interest in understanding what occurred under these circumstances weighs heavily in favor of unsealing. And Garland also said he personally approved the search warrant, which was part of an ongoing Justice Department investigation into the discovery of classified White House records recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Palm Beach earlier this year. And it wasn't immediately clear when or if the unsealing request might be granted or when the documents could be released. And uh, Trump obviously is going to get a chance to object too, but the Attorney General condemned the verbal attacks on the FBI and the Justice Department personnel over this search. And I'm afraid the FBI has taken a serious black eye as a result of what happened down at Mar-a-Lago. And it's not going to be the FBI agents themselves because they do a great service to this country. But the people at the top are the ones that are being looked at now, are the ones that are being looked at and questioned. And wondering if all of a sudden they've become extremely political and become a part of the Biden team because that's something that should never happen with our Justice Department. Our Justice Department should be totally apolitical. But that appears not to be the case on the part of a lot of people. 
but you can give us a call and tell us what you think at 800-969-9352. We got uh, Chris Trekman coming in here in just a jiffy, and we'll find out what else is happening here that we need to know about. And it's 10 after 5 on AM Tampa Bay, and Time to check in now with John Thomas. Your podcasts. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And Chris Trekman here from the newsroom. And Chris, what do we got this morning? Good morning, Jack. Classified documents relating to nuclear weapons are allegedly among the items the FBI sought in the search of former President Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. This is a report from the Washington Post. On Thursday, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the Justice Department asked a federal judge to unseal the search warrant that was used in Monday's raid. Yeah, this thing is going to go on for a long, long time. And, you know, I, I don't think there's any case of where Trump is planning to share the nuclear secrets with anybody around the world or anybody at all, for that matter. I don't know. Not familiar with what kind of documents would involve nuclear weapons. Yeah. But apparently Trump has the option to dispute this unsealing of the warrant by tomorrow. There's a deadline. So we'll see if he moves to block that or if he lets the the unsealing move forward. But I guess as uh, somebody involved in the case, he has the option to try and keep that sealed. Yeah, and we were talking earlier about this. The FBI is getting a real black eye over this because that's supposed to be a very apolitical organization. In fact, the Justice Department is, and it's beginning to look like they've become very much political and very much working in behalf of Biden. And this is a shame because FBI agents themselves, the Men and women who are FBI agents do such an incredible job in helping to protect our country. And yet at the top, it seems to have soured. It seems to have gone bad. And that that's really tragic. I've got an in-law who's an FBI agent, and I went to the FBI Citizens Academy and graduated from it. And uh, it's an incredible organization, but all of a sudden... At the top, it's become a political organization, and that's very tragic. Yeah, apparently somebody really doesn't like the FBI. They arrested a guy in Ohio who showed up at an office uh, heavily armed, um, and they were concerned that he might be uh, considering violence against uh, the agency. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of anger, especially from people on the right and President Trump supporters about what happened down at Mar-a-Lago. But at the same time, Merrick Garland is not known for being a uh, reckless administrator. Um, If anything, he's known for being extremely cautious. So we'll see if uh, there's anything to what happened. And we'll find out if we get an idea of what the warrant says tomorrow Yeah, when that deadline comes uh, in the afternoon. So we'll be talking about that on Monday morning, looks like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And for some time to come, I would think. Oh, yes. So a push to bring rent control to St. Petersburg has gone down. The city council rejected a proposal to put the referendum on voters in a special election that would take place next year. It was a 5-3 to vote. There were people camped outside, Jack, in tents on the steps of city council, urging them to do something about the rising rents. 
And uh, in the end, the city attorney opposed the move, as did several of the city council members. So what St. Petersburg's plans are to to help people is not clear, but rent control is not going to be one of them. Yeah, and uh, apparently they're going to have to just help dish out money to the, some of these people that need help so badly. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out down the road. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, the, the problem is there's just no sign that things are going down as far as uh, price uh, in, in places like St. Petersburg and Tampa and other cities throughout Florida. And, of course, it's a issue going on across the country as well. And in some places, they've looked at that as an option to put to voters. I think Florida law is such that city councils can't just outright pass rent control. It has to be done uh, through a, a series of legal maneuvers. And St. Petersburg opted not to get involved with that, at least for now. We'll see what kind of political pressure comes on them now as uh, they look for other options. Yeah, and in Florida, we've got a bigger problem than you do almost anywhere because you've got so many people coming here. Yeah. And there's such a tremendous market for housing. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, there's just not enough. And that leads to price increases and everything else, making it just that much more difficult for people to find affordable housing. Yeah. Especially where they work. So seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady has been excused from the Buccaneers for at least the first two preseason games. He was not slated to play in the game Saturday night against the Dolphins of Ray J, but... He is expected to return to the team after the Tennessee pregame preseason game. That takes place on August 20th. So he will be out of pocket as the Bucks prepare for the upcoming season. And the people are pretty concerned about that and fearful that maybe he's backing out entirely and maybe he's going to make the decision that I don't need to play this year. I've got plenty of money. i got so many things going for me. I don't have to. Boy, wouldn't that be something, Jack, to retire, unretire, and then just walk out on the team right before the season? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I certainly hope not. I'm hoping that's not the case. I think you know what happens with veterans, and and I remember in the NBA, you know, this that was sort of an ongoing joke with Allen Iverson uh, not coming to practice. You know, when you're a established veteran and you know the league, and you're also older, preseason games, I think may look like a uh, real cumbersome waste of time. Yeah. Uh, they don't you know, count for anything, and there is risk of injury any time you go out on the field. So if you're Tom Brady, I mean, do you really need preseason games no, that's true. to get ready? And you know? it's good that they're going to get these backup guys who ultimately may be our starting quarterback beginning next year. That's right. So this is good for them. That's exactly right. And, and you know, Brady's 45. Uh, if he gets injured, you need a backup. So, you know, it may not be the end of the world. It's just disconcerting when the key piece of your team uh, isn't going to be there when things get started this weekend against the Dolphins. But I think, uh, you know, from all ad- indications, he'll be ready to play after the 20th. I, I can't imagine him going back on his uh, commitments and just leaving the team like that. I don't see why he would do that. I know he does have he does have a lot of activities off the field these days, though. Oh yeah, you know, the clothes. So. Yeah, the clothing line and the family, and then you know he he has to get ready for the big fox job. You oh know. yes. <laughs> maybe Once he does retire. Yeah, maybe he has to go do some studio auditioning or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's but, true. Uh, but I I think everybody would like to think that he's focusing on football, but. You know, fans are going to have to be patient for the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah.
and we'll see how that plays out. Great to see the season getting underway, though, finally. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Even preseason. Which... Summer's just about over, Jack. Yes, indeed. And Chris will have more coming up here at the bottom of the hour in eight minutes. And thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 522 on AM Tampa Bay, and here's John Thomas now with Traffic. Chapter1.com. Live on 99.1 FM in Pasco County. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 526 on AM Tampa Bay. And let's go to the phones now. We got Alex in Brooklyn, listening in Brooklyn. And uh, what's up this morning, Alex? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. You know, first, before I get to my comment about the raid at Mar-a-Lago, you mentioned Tom Brady, and I don't get the whole deal of Fox News taking him for a couple hundred million dollars because the fact that he knows how to throw a football, why does that mean that he's a good analyst or somebody that knows how to speak well? I don't see why you would take him as a co-host for a couple hundred million dollars just because he's good at throwing a ball. But about the Mar-a-Lago raid, I think that, it was appropriate action that the FBI took in raiding President Trump's Mar-a-Lago state to get those classified documents because the FBI has already had bad experience with politicians, and specifically one by the name of Hillary Rodham Clinton, who, when she was asked to hand uh, over those classified emails uh, that she had on her private server, what she did was she bleached all these emails, and uh, she didn't have to send it back in. So... If they would have warned President Trump that they were going to come and pick up the classified documents, maybe he would have burnt those documents as well, just like Hillary Clinton did. But then if they're going after Trump, why aren't they going and raiding President Obama's home? He also took with him thousands of classified documents or at least thousands of documents from the White House that had to do with um, you know, different documents about his presidency and plans that this country had for the future. Yeah, you're right about that, Alex, for sure, um, that it seems this has become kind of political. And, I, again, I hate to see that. The uh, Justice Department, which is supposed to be a very apolitical organization, and, again, uh, Hillary got rid of so many documents, it's unbelievable. And the worst part is the mainstream media totally ignored that. They continue to totally ignore that. And the crimes that have been committed by Hunter Biden, again, mainstream media completely ignores it. But now you've got something on Donald Trump. Boy, the mainstream media is all over it. Here's the thing. According to the insider, tens of thousands of uh, Obama documents were transported to Chicago, but these items were shipped to a federal government facility, not his house. Well, so I think that's, that's the difference in these situations. Well, that very well could be, but this thing has gotten out of control. And again, it's looking like the Justice Department has become a very political organization. Right. And the FBI at the top is taking a serious black eye because of this. It's 528 on AM Tampa Bay. From the WFLA BioCell News Desk. This is News Radio WFLA. Online at WFLANews.com. It's 5.30. Good morning, I'm Chris Trankman. Justice Department moves to unseal the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. That story coming up. First, let's get a check of the roads. Here's John Thomas. 
Keeping you up on what's trending. Here's the AM Tampa Bay Trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And at 5.38, Katie, what do we have this morning? So there were two teens that were given $10,000 scholarships for making their own prom outfits out of duct tape. So Grace Vaughn, one of the winners, this is a worldwide contest. Anyone could compete in this. And one of the winners was here in Pasco County, Grace Vaughn. Do you want to guess how many hours she spent making her prom dress out of duct tape? Um, I can't even imagine what a a prom dress out of duct tape tape would look like it looks pretty cool we'll have to show you a photo during the break it yeah it's pretty amazing. incredible she did a great job you would have no idea looking at this it's out of duct tape you would think she went and spent hundreds how of do dollars. you get it off it sticks to you <laughs> you're right it also weighed 13 pounds so it was a very heavy dress oh my but she spent 143 hours creating the dress wow. and then there was a girl who won and a guy who won the other one made you know his prom tux out of it as well, which seems even more complicated. But again, this I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to attempt to. He didn't live here in the U.S., but uh, he did a great job as well. So really cool story that they did. Oh, man. <laughs> so there was a woman arrested on Monday, and she called police over 11,000 times over the last year. 11,000 times. And I guess she just calls and harasses this woman that's from St. Petersburg. And I guess she was arrested back in June for placing all these calls because she calls and she belittles the dispatchers like she's rude. She doesn't have a problem. She just calls to harass the dispatchers. So they arrested her back in June and... She just decided, you know, I'm not giving up. I have a lot I want to say to these dispatchers. So she just got arrested again on Monday for continuing these calls. At one point, she called police 512 times in a 24-hour period. Oh, man. That was last month, yeah. 512 times in 24 hours. They say she alone takes up 10% of the total call volume to the St. Petersburg Police Department. 10%. I also classify her as a dope of the day. Yep. Yes. Having done that and I then know. got caught and then doing it again. She clearly doesn't care. Like she's got some things she wants to say to them. And what are five hundred twelve times in a day, what are you doing? Like how do you have that much time in your day? Yeah, send some texts. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're they're lucky that the whole texting 911 didn't become a thing because I'm sure she would do that. Yes, indeed. Also, today is National Vinyl Record Day. Yeah. I still, vinyl Records. I still love listening to vinyl records. You all, I thought, would be too young to even remember no vinyl way. records. Mm-hmm. I have a record player at home, and it is so nice to listen to it. I have a Grease one, and I need to blast that for a few days straight because of Olivia Newton-John, but it's always good to listen to. It's also World Elephant Day. If you love elephants, I guess today is a day to celebrate. <laughs> I love elephants. And National Middle Child Day, so those people who su- or suffer from middle child syndrome, Woo-hoo! today is a day to celebrate you. Well, I guess we only have one, so he must be the middle one. I'm I'm an only <laughs> yeah. child, so I'm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's what's trending here online with Katie. And it's five forty one. Time to check in now with what's trending in traffic. This is the fake news we report. Go. We are fighting the fake news. Hey. Fake news on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. Our Friday fake news report from Argus Hamilton. President Biden left for South Carolina on vacation with his wife and son, Hunter, on Tuesday. Last night, I dreamed Hunter sold a painting 
showing Biden playing a game of bridge with Liz Cheney, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and FBI Director Chris Wray. The title is For No Trump. You are fake news. Oh, kiss my grit. <laughs> Trump's lawyer said the FBI came to Mar-a-Lago in June and gave Trump a padlock to seal the document vault. On Monday, they smashed the lock to get into the vault, not thinking to bring the key. Trump may someday leave us for a younger, sexier country, but he'll never find one with bigger boobs. The White House began serious prisoner exchange negotiations with the Russian government on Monday. It's an effort to free a WNBA star for a man deemed by the Biden administration to be a dangerous criminal. The White House gave Russia a straight offer. Donald Trump for Brittany Griner. The FBI broke down the door at Mar-a-Lago at dawn looking for dirt on former President Trump and broke into Trump's safe. They struck pay dirt and found a laptop filled with crooked business deals, porn stars, and Russian prostitutes peeing on a hotel bed. The bad news is it was Hunter's laptop. The Justice Department wanted the FBI to search Trump's home for official classified papers that legally belong in the National Archives in the nation's capital. It's also where 60 years of Bob Hope's radio and TV monologues are stored. Over the years, only the voters have sent more jokes to Washington. <laughs> the New York Post noted the CIA killed al-Qaeda's leader, U.S. jobs soared, and Congress passed a huge spending bill in the week Biden was isolated by COVID. That's the same way he got elected. There's no limit to everything this nation can accomplish if President Biden will just sit quietly in a room by himself. I'll take boring for a hundred, Alex. Congress adjourned for summer recess Monday after passing a bill that put $740 billion into the U.S. economy. They called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Not to be outdone, McDonald's just reintroduced the Big Mac and named it the Waistline Reduction Sandwich. Adolf Hitler's wristwatch sold for over a million dollars at auction in Maryland on Friday. It's self-winding as long as you raise your arm abruptly at a high angle several times a day. Turns out Hitler was just winding his watch on stage one night when all the other Nazis saw it and they started doing it too. That's a lot of crap. <laughs> Ron Goldsman's sister, Kim Goldman, started a podcast called Media Circus interviewing bereaved fellow victims of sensational crime trials. Hers was the biggest. O.J. Simpson was acquitted by an L.A. jury of murdering his wife and Ron Goldman, despite the fact that blood the cops found at the crime scene was type O.J. <laughs> the White House issued a statement Tuesday thanking the CIA and as well as allies in the Middle East for their work in tracking down a legendary terrorist holed up in Afghanistan's capital city of Kabul. Al-Qaeda chieftain Al-Zawahiri was killed by a drone. Finally, Amazon got a delivery right. National Security Council spokesman Admiral John Kirby addressed reporters Tuesday and stated, there's been no change in America's one-China policy 
and said there's no reason for tensions. Yet all signs indicate the U.S. is getting ready to get tough on China. This week, we dropped Nancy Pelosi on him. The U.S. Navy sent four warships into the Taiwan Straits as the USS Ronald Reagan Carrier Group sailed to the South China Sea in case Nancy Pelosi's trip ignited a war. No one on the island is safe, as if Nancy's trip to Taiwan wasn't dangerous enough. She's being driven around Taipei by her husband. Quit playing with your dinghy. The drunk driver. The House Sergeant-at-Arms responded to terror threats announcing the House will finish or furnish each member with electronic security. The nightmare scenario would be that Congress has taken hostage inside the Capitol. The terrorists would threaten to release them one by one until their demands are met. <laughs> and... Last and maybe least, NASA's Webb Telescope sent back photos of Mercury and Saturn, Saturn, as well as a comet, plus Taurus, Aries, and an old galaxy. And then someone noticed it was aimed at a used car parking lot. Those are all names of cars. We spent $9 billion on the Webb Telescope, and we'd have saved a lot of money if we did just save Kodak. <laughs> and that's our... Friday fake news report from Argus Hamilton. That's all, folks. Happily, and at 5.50, time to check on traffic with John Thomas. Live from the WFLA studios, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 5.54, joined by Rory O'Neill, and this report is brought to you by the Oncology Institute and Rory uh, we've been talking about the Department of Justice investigation into former President Trump. Um, what's the story on this thing, and how long is this going to be a major topic? Well, this is going to go on for a while. You know, at least we heard from the Attorney General a little bit yesterday. He didn't take any questions, but he did say that the Justice Department is going to court to release and make public that search warrant application uh, and the inventory sheet uh, describing what was taken out of Mar-a-Lago after Monday's search. Uh, don't expect a whole lot of details. It may just say, you know, documents related to ongoing investigation or something. Uh, I doubt it's going to get too much more specific. But still, it'll be something. President Trump said last night he has no objection to the release of the document. We'll see if his lawyers and legal team agree. Uh, they may challenge it, but that's still open. Um, so that's where we stand on that front. Meanwhile, we had this attack at a Cincinnati FBI office. The man responsible for the attack uh, may, may have been there at, at the Capitol on January 6th. If it really is his post that we're seeing on this Truth Social website, uh, apparently he was... Uh, pushed over the edge by Monday's um, raid, I guess you'd say, of Mar-a-Lago, and that may have inspired his attack yesterday. He was ultimately shot and killed by police. Yeah, we were talking earlier about the FBI is an incredible organization. The agents are an amazing bunch. And as I pointed out, I was part of the FBI Citizens Academy years ago, wow. and the problem is now it looks like at the top it may have become a little politicized. Well, you know, that's the interesting thing, is that the FBI director is a Trump appointee. Uh, when President Trump nominated Christopher Wray, he said he had, quote, impeccable credentials. Um, but, yeah, to your point of it, it, there's more than one guy at the top at the FBI. Uh, and a lot of those executive offices up there may have 
mm, something may be going on there. How long do you think this big story is going to continue? Well, we've got President Biden on vacation, we think, until at least Tuesday. You know, we haven't had him comment on this. I think that's going to be another large component of this, to hear something from him and maybe from the FBI director. Uh, but unless there are criminal charges filed here or we learn more about what information was there at Mar-a-Lago, was it really nuclear weapon information? Uh, that's the stuff uh, we have to find out, really, before this story goes away. Well, Rory O'Neill, you'll find him on Twitter, at Radio Rory. And this report was brought to you by the Oncology Institute, a new kind of cancer care provider focused on clinical outcome, patient satisfaction, and designing a treatment plan that's right for you. Six locations in the Bay Area. Make an appointment at the oncologyinstitute.com. And thank you, Rory. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you then. 557 on AM Tampa Bay. Stan Road. From Palm Harbor to Val Rico, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. <laughs> Good morning. It is 6.06 on this Friday morning, TGIF. Or as they say at McDill Air Force Base, Tango Golf India Foxtrot. And you're listening to Alpha Mike Tampa Bay on Whiskey Foxtrot Lima Alpha. Did I get all those right? I hope so. We'll hear from McDill Air Force Base if I didn't. Well, anyway, it is AM Tampa Bay with Jack and Katie and James all on board here. And we got some birthdays, first of all. Uh, Linda Chatlos Clements having a birthday. Tom Brubaker, who is a member of the uh, Bay Area Rough Riders. And Ricky McEwen, uh, with a name that was very famous around these parts several decades ago, Tom McEwen. But happy birthday to Linda, Ricky, and Tom. And do you all have any birthdays? I'm sure Katie has like 10,000. I only have four today. <laughs> four? You got more than I had. I have Crash from Down the Hall at 98 Rock, mm-hmm. Adam Labarski, Albert Dudich, and Titan Smith. And for me, I always just have one. I've got Kelly Doherty. So happy birthday, Kelly. And who is it down the hall having one? Crash from 98 Rock. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. doing mornings. He just started right now, but you want to keep listening to us. Oh, yeah. They don't have to go to work till 6. <laughs> we They we, play the same boring rock songs. Yes, indeed. Wow, James. There you go, for sure. Have you all got any jokes? I do not have a joke today. How dare you, Katie? I know. I keep accidentally closing out of my joke tab in the morning, and then I lose them. Well, that's a joke in Google. Well, do you have a joke, James? Uh, let's see. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, what is Forrest Gump's email password? What one, is what now? I got this one. <laughs> one Forrest One. You are correct. <laughs> what was it? You know Forrest Gump, the, the movie? Yeah. You know how they always say, run, Forrest, run? Yeah. Well, James's question is, what is Forrest Gump's computer password? And it's one Forrest One. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke? Uh, no. Yeah, he uh, in, he won the Nobel Prize. The Nobel Prize. Uh, <laughs> how does a penguin build a house? 
Um, penguin build a house. It glues it together. Ooh. <laughs> it glues it together. Yeah. Well, uh, two silkworms had a race, and they ended up in a tie. And <laughs> a, I don't get that one. A hole has been found in the nudist camp wall. Oh, boy. Ooh, and, yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, the police are looking into it. Oh, they don't want to do that. Never nope. looking in the holes in the wall of the nudist colony. <laughs> or bathrooms. And let's see. Uh, I think we got a maybe in the... Oh, time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. That is true. And let's see. This one... Um, well, this one you need to see because... Um, well, atheism is a non-profit organization that would be P-R-O-P-H-E-T. So our apologies for all of these this morning. We are so sorry by Happy Friday. Yeah, we got to get to uh, George Carl and Ben Ritter have got to send us more and better jokes. (laughs) Or, Or anyone could text in their jokes to 82945. Just start your joke with WFLA. Yeah, that would be good if you have a joke. Text it to us, 82945, and start it with WFLA. Hey, that's a joke. It's 610 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check out traffic with John Thomas. It's all about the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, and he knows it all best. Let's go to Kevin Carr for the latest movie news and reviews on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 615... Here's our fat guys at the movies guy, Kevin Carr. And Kevin, I see we might have a couple of comedies this weekend. Well, uh, there are some, uh, there might be some funny things too. There are other ones that are not exactly comedies, but it is, uh, it's kind of a light week. We've had some big releases this summer, and uh, then they've kind of backed off a little bit. Now, so these are smaller releases. One of them, not a comedy, but uh, this is probably one of the more higher-profile ones, is uh, called Fall, and it's about these women that climb a, uh, a a TV tower, like a big giant antenna that's 2,000 feet in the air, uh, and they get caught up there, and they have to uh, try and get somebody's attention from all the way up there and try not to fall. So that one's that was actually, especially the climbing stuff is what, what makes that one, um, w- w- that that's the one that makes that one work. Now, uh, is there anybody in it that we've heard of? Any, any stars? Uh, it's, no, it's a smaller, um, it, it's a smaller uh, movie, uh, but it is, uh, it, it, it's not something that needs stars. I mean, there's like one, there's a guy who plays uh, the, the father of one of the girls, but, uh, and you'd recognize him as like Negan from, the Walking Dead, but nothing, uh, no, no huge stars to it. Hmm. And what else do we have? Um. <clears throat> well, there's there's a, a movie called uh, Mac and Rita, which is a, another smaller one. It actually, has Diane Keaton in it. Uh, it's sort of like a twist on the big story, uh, where this this woman's a, uh, and this was kind of a comedy. This 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 woman is an influencer. And she uh, she wishes that she could be older because she's you know wants to kind of slow things down in her life. And she wakes up as after being uh, turning into a seventy year old woman, and 
that that's played, of course, by Diane Keaton, and then she has to uh, find a way to uh, uh, try, try to make that uh, try to get her way back to get to what she was. But that's basically um, that that's the uh, the story. So that's kind of like a um, uh, that's a comedy as well. And then there's a a thriller comedy, which is more. It's not the comedy you're you're looking for, you know, a big sort of riotous comedy. But this one's a little bit more of a cynical comedy called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. <laughs> uh, with, and this one is about uh, a group of people that get together for a party, and they're playing sort of like a game, like a um, kind of like a live action Clue type game. And somebody, and when people start dying in real life in the game, they they're worried that one of them is a killer. Ah. Yeah. Well, that sounds funny enough, I guess. And I, <laughs> I guess Top Gun, Top Gun Two, still kicking butt out there. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still in the top ten. It, it moved out of the top five, which is not, not bad. I mean, it's to it, be in the top five for was it eleven or twelve weeks, um, and it, it's finally reached the, uh, the 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 dollar amount of uh, of Titanic. It, it, it beat the Titanic. Dollar amount, although not the number of people who saw it, because tickets were cheaper back during that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big hit. Yeah, I've had several people tell me that I need to go see it, that I would like it, and I think my wife's going to go along with that. So we're probably going to try to go maybe this weekend. Well, you got a couple more weeks uh, with it to be in the theaters for you for that, I guess. Well, I guess so. Well, Kevin, thanks for joining us here now, and we'll see you again next Friday. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, and if you want to check out Kevin online, uh, fatguysatthemovies.com, and on Twitter, at Kevin Carr. By the way, we've had that story about the IRS getting so much money now. I mean, they're just dumping money into the Internal Revenue Service, which is going to allow them to hire so many more people and everything else. Glenn Bueller, our other listener for quite some time, said this should spark some really interesting gun battles because IRS agents, uh, they're going to arm IRS agents now. Uh, they're going to be carrying guns and so forth. And he went on to say, first, the IRS had the power to destroy. Now they apparently will have a license to kill. They'd better be fast. And he went on to say it's time to completely disband the IRS. No government agency should have that much power. A flat sales tax would solve the problem and make the IRS unnecessary. That would be an interesting idea. A nationwide sales tax, um, which would replace your income taxes. I don't know if that could happen or not, but yeah. But just think, they they get to choose what that tax is, so it could go high up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, interesting thought here from Glenn Bueller. Right. It's six twenty-one on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas got the word from the asphalt jungle. Live on the free iHeartRadio app, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's 625, and we're joined now by 
Nicole Wilson, our NBC News radio reporter. And Nicole, uh, they say now if you're planning to travel over the holidays, and we're talking a couple of months from now, you should be booking tickets now. Why is that? Absolutely. You want to start looking at those ticket prices right about now because as we roll out of the summer into the fall, those prices will start to drop as this, as we see this transition. But also, uh, the ticket prices are going to be lower now than they're going to be if you wait until late October, November to start booking those flights because when the plane uh, doesn't have as many people on it, the prices are lower. Those tickets go up as the plane fills up. Yeah, and, of course, over the holidays, you've got pretty full flights. And, you know, the same thing is happening with uh, hotels and things like that. During the holidays, the prices go up. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. And another thing I want to point out outside of the hotels is we've seen a disaster, right, over the summer travel period with airlines being short-staffed and flights being overbooked. So I am going to cross my fingers and I'm going to hope that they've managed at least to uh, hire some staff. We don't think they're going to be fully staffed until sometime next year, but hopefully they've at least been able to, to boost their staffing numbers and most importantly, manage that booking and their scheduling so they don't continue to overbook flights and, and oversell as, uh, making promises that they can't deliver. And planes are uh, much, much later now. I mean, uh, most airlines used to be pretty much on schedule. Boom, if it was scheduled to go at a certain time, it would go at that time. And now we're seeing so many planes that are late. Uh, taking off or even getting held off till the next day or something like that. You're right. We have seen so many cancellations and delays over the summer period because of those staff shortages. And, you know, if I'm delayed in Tampa, leaving Tampa, then the odds are my flight uh, in Chicago that's supposed to leave is going to be delayed as well. So we started to see a trickle effect of uh, those staffing shortages across the country. And they blame it on the weather a lot of times, but even having problems with the planes, and we've had that happen where we were on the planes ready to go, and then they came on and said, well, we got a problem here with something, and they've got to fix it. And we had to wait for about three hours uh, we thought oh we were waiting for that plane and ended up finally getting on another plane and heading out. You know, you, you mentioned they blame it on the weather. It's easy to point the finger at something that is not a person who can say it wasn't me but, uh, or, or to put the blame on yourself. So you're right. And one thing that COVID has taught all of us is that we have to learn how to wait and be patient and that's uncomfortable for us because we have been accustomed to getting what we pay for right we pay to leave at 3 p.m we want to leave at 3 p.m because we make plans on the other side of that trip so uh it has been quite inconveniencing over if that's a word over this summer no doubt about that well nicole thanks for joining us this morning on am tampa bay and we'll talk to you later have a good weekend. Nicole Wilson, our NBC News radio reporter. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay.
on air and online at WFLANews.com. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. Yep, old Cracker Jack and incredibly cute and keenly capable Katie and judicious and jocular James. Hello. All on board here this morning and at 638. And this is something interesting that Banco Overhead Doors is going to be doing here. Uh, they're going to give a special August birthday uh, person a free garage door tune-up wow. and a birthday cake. And their birthday cakes are so good. Probably the best cake I've ever had in my life. Truth. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. And this is somebody... It's having a birthday any day in August, right, Katie? Yes, it could be any day in August. So even if you already had a birthday in August and you want like a belated garage door tune-up and birthday cake, you can do that too. Maybe you have someone at the end of August you want to get a birthday cake for. Maybe you want to get it for yourself. That's okay too. Yeah, so what should they do? Give us a call? Give us a call and we'll choose one lucky winner. 800-969-9352. I promise their birthday cakes really are so good. Yeah, 800 969 nine three five two uh if you have a birthday in august or know someone who has a birthday that you would like to feed with this great little present from banco overhead doors and you may not think about it but if you have a garage door you definitely need a tune-up because i've let mine go for a couple years and then i had a tune-up uh from them and it's amazing how much quicker the garage door goes up and it's less noisy as well and the great thing, too, here is you get a big birthday cake that along with That is true. With. That's a bonus. Okay, give us a call if you have a an August birthday and you would like to get in on this. And we'll pick someone to be the recipient of the generosity of Banco Overhead Doors. Give us a call, 800-969-9352. It's 640 on AM Tampa Bay, and we've got This Day in History coming up next. Right now, John Thomas in this day in traffic. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And this day in history is presented by the Duncan Duo. Uh, Today in history for August 12th, in 1492, Christopher Columbus arrived in the Canary Islands on his first voyage to the New World. And by the way, there are no canaries there. In 1676, praying Indian John Alderman shoots and kills Metacomet, the Wampanoag war chief, ending King Philip's War. 1851, Isaac Singer is granted a patent for his sewing machine. 1865, Joseph Lister, a British surgeon and scientist, performs the first antiseptic surgery. 1898, the Hawaiian flag is flown from Iolana Palace in an elaborate annexation ceremony, and it was replaced with a flag of the United States to signify the transfer of sovereignty from the Republic of Hawaii to the United States. 1944, Nazi German troops end the week-long Wola massacre 
during which time at least 40,000 people are killed indiscriminately or in mass executions. In 1950, the Korean War, the Bloody Gulch Massacre, 75 American POWs are massacred by the North Korean Army. And those are prisoners of war. In 1960, Echo 1A, NASA's first successful communications satellite, is launched. In 1964, South Africa is banned from the Olympic Games due to the country's racist policies. 1977, the first free flight of the Space Shuttle Enterprise. In 1981, the IBM Personal Computer is released. 1990, Sue, the largest and most complete uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton found to date, is discovered by Sue Hendrickson in South Dakota. In 1992, Canada, Mexico, and the United States announced the completion of negotiations for the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. And in 1994, Major League Baseball players go on strike, forcing the cancellation of the 1994 World Series. And that is our Today in History presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming. Be a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now and join the Duncan Duo. It's 648. By the way, this, I think, is a good thing. Uh, Representative Ted Budd, a Republican from North Carolina, is going to submit an amendment to the so-called Inflation Reduction Act next week that would redirect billions in Internal Revenue Service funding. And you know they are getting all that money now, or supposed to, but it would be transferred to boost border security. And his proposed amendment is in response to Democrats' attempt to unleash the IRS on middle-class Americans, according to him, by hiring more agents and massively bulking up the IRS audits and its criminal investigations to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. And the amendment would redirect more than $69 billion of that funding to combat the U.S.-Mexico border crisis that's been overseen by the Biden administration and nothing having been done about it. We've got to protect our borders. I mean, we've got drugs pouring across there. We've got potential terrorists coming across there. We're doing nothing about it. Still, my idea that hasn't been taken up by anybody, we need to send three divisions of American troops down there, and I'll guarantee you, that would stop the border crossing illegally. Oh, for sure. They would get it done. Maybe someday. We'll have to um, talk to some congressman or something about bringing it up in Congress. Speaking of that, uh, next week I hope we can get on to the, uh, well, Webb's Way, Ted Webb Way, 
which so far council apparently hadn't done anything with, and the Walk of Fame, the Tampa Bay Walk of Fame, because we've got a lot of famous people here that deserve a little recognition or from here. It's 6.50 on AM Tampa Bay, and checking in on traffic now with John Thomas. Jack, Katie, and James, every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 6.55 on AM Tampa Bay. Have we got somebody who's going to be the recipient of a birthday cake? We do. We got a winner. Just took all of their information. It was Stephen Orr, and he's so nice. His wife's birthday is actually happening, so he got the cake for his wife. But he's going to get the garage door tune-up and the cake. Well, that is nice. Yeah. Hey, by the way, early voting is underway in Hillsborough County, and early voting is going to start tomorrow in Pinellas and Pasco counties. It'll run through Saturday the 20th in Hillsborough County uh, until the 21st. But you've got a lot of early voting locations and things like that, but it'll be all this coming week, which is good to know. Hey, we got uh, baseball in town this weekend. The Orioles are taking on the Rays here um, tonight through Sunday. And then we've got the Bucks and the Dolphins, although there's no Tom Brady in that game, so uh, that's preseason, of course. But we might get a chance to see what the future holds for our quarterbacks once Brady does retire. Um, oh, there's one other thing I want to bring up. The um, recreational marijuana, once again, is going to become an issue in the state, and they're saying it'll probably appear on the Florida ballots in 2024 at the same time as the presidential election. So uh, next week, we've got to do a Twitter poll. Would you vote for it or against it? See what our listeners think about recreational marijuana. I have a feeling I know the results. You know them? What are they? I think it's 100% for. For it. Eh, maybe like 90% for. There's always one person, you know. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week if our listener is in favor of recreational marijuana. And we'll see you Monday morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.